Welcome back to Young Smart Money, show number 28 with me, your host, Apple Kreider, the show where we bring on young people who are doing cool stuff, either financially, entrepreneurially, or both. We interview them to get their best tips, tricks, and practices that you can apply to your own entrepreneurial or financial ventures in order to better your quality of life and get to the places you are looking to get. Today, we are interviewing Felicity from Fetching Financial Freedom. That is a mouthful. She is planning to retire at the age of 30 years old. She's talking about financial freedom on her podcast. Without further ado, let's bring Felicity onto the show. And quick fun fact, today's December 11th, which is actually my birthday. So put that in your calendars, get ready for next year, and let's get into the show. Felicity, welcome to Young Smart Money. Today, can you give our audience sort of just a brief overview of what you do and what your blog is all about? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm an engineer and I blog at Fetching Financial Freedom. And I always say you uh, come for the dog pictures, you stay for the dog pictures, and sometimes I talk about money. <laughs> so I have a, an elderly golden retriever uh, who I post way too many photos of and um, write about kind of a journey to financial independence and retiring early. So potentially retiring as early as 30, which cool. is um, That's really cool. a year for me. Yeah. <laughs> wild, wild. Okay, so for our audience that might not be super familiar, I mean, most of our audience is high school and college students. So can you sort of cover the whole concept of retiring early and like how somebody could actually like retire by 30? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, um, so basically, um, it helps if you have a higher income. So me and my husband are both um, uh, engineers, uh, you know, kind of super nerds, and uh, we make a decent amount of money and we also live fairly cheaply. So we haven't really changed our um, style of living too much since we were college age. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of keep lower expenses, you can, um, you can make quite a bit. Like I think um, in some cases uh, the average income like over uh, you can easily get as a computer science major going to like Microsoft or mm -hmm. one of the big companies you can make uh, I had an intern actually who made like 110,000 with like uh, starting out right out of college wow. uh, and then 75,000 in stock um, in addition to that over four years wow. and like a $45,000 signing bonus which is more than I currently make because I work <laughs> at a nonprofit um, <laughs> Um, but if you if you do that and you you live um, fairly cheaply, so like our rent um, one thousand one hundred seventy five in the greater Boston area, which is Jeez. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it's just it's just um, living kind of mindfully and and uh, not really inflating your lifestyle and just having pretty awesome jobs. <laughs> That's wild. So I'm assuming you guys are are saving and investing the vast vast majority of your money to be able to retire this early. Yes. Yes. Um, it's difficult. Sometimes. I don't do like the savings percentage calculation because it's difficult to, to factor in taxes before sure. the end of the year. But um, yeah, we save, um, I think definitely over 70, somewhere between 70 and 80% of our, wow. uh, of our, <laughs> <That's been laughs> but, yeah, which is insane. Yeah. And we're also, we've put aside um, a, um, actually, more than my first year uh, out of college, I was making sixty-seven thousand a year, and this was in two thousand eleven. And um, just this past year, we put aside uh, a little over seventy thousand in um, a donor advice fund. Basically, it's a fund that you can only use for charity. Mm -hmm. So, um, in addition to all this, we really want to make sure that we're, you know, putting aside money for charity and helping others, and uh, you know, making the world at least a slightly better place. Dang, that's wild. That's really, yeah. that's really, really cool. 
So Thanks. what, what, what got you into this? Like, why did you just decide, Hey, I want to, I want to retire at 30. Like, where did this idea get into your head from? Yeah. Um, so I definitely, I think first, I think I was reading about car buying, um, from Mr. Money Mustache, mm-hmm. a very popular, uh, blogger in the, um, the fire, the, the financial independence retire early community. Um, and then I kind of went into a, a snowball of articles from there. <laughs> Um, and then I just found this amazing community of people doing very similar things. So it was more that the, um, the idea that it was possible Mm -hmm. was put into my mind and, um, I'm, I'm an engineer and he was an engineer, Mr. Money Mustache. And so my husband, so, um, it was a relatable story to me. So I think one of the things is finding people that are relatable and then seeing what's possible and then just going from there. And I, I don't hate my job, Mm -hmm. but, um, spending 40 hours anywhere and then adding in cost, the time of commuting, um, it really adds up. So yeah. um, I want to do a lot of other cool things too. So it was the idea of, well, I could just quit and do whatever I want. And that would be awesome. Wild. So what kind of stuff do you think you would do um, if, you, if you retired within the next couple of years? Yeah, um, I was actually, I was talking to a friend of mine um, uh, who... Uh, I was just in New York. So I, I'm also on um, the last week of an eight week sabbatical right now from oh, wow. work. Uh, <laughs> so I've been traveling all over the, the, the country and visiting friends. Um, I think it'd be really cool to solving random issues and problems, especially with um, assistive technology hmm. um, or with um, kind of uh, interactive tools and um ways of teaching so a super um uh quick thing like we our our dog is definitely a senior golden retriever Mm -hmm. and we had an initial conversation with the vet to talk about what we should be looking for in terms of making sure that he's not in too much pain and that he has a consistent you know high quality of life in his last years yeah and um, there were some resources that they gave us um, uh, for this quality of life calendar site. And mm-hmm. there were a couple of ways you could kind of take a survey. Like if they fall over when they're going to the potty, that's <laughs> a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things like that. And there was an app, but it was completely unusable. And I'm like, we do software. I, I do Android stuff even. Huh. And we could make something better than this in a weekend and it could help a lot of people going through some, you know, kind of bad stuff, just make it a little bit less bad, a little bit less frustrating and easier to look out for their pets. Wow. That's, or, that's a really um, cool, that's yeah. a really cool idea. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's just like one, we have like literally a list of random things we want to do. And it's just after a whole day of staring at a screen, you don't really want to stare at a screen anymore. <laughs> that's real. Um, yeah, a lot of what I do is staring at screens and it does tend to get old every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. And even just like eye strain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> real. Yeah. All right. So you yeah. mentioned Mr. Money Mustache um, as being pretty influential yeah. to sort of getting you started. Have you had yeah. any like mentors in this area or have, have mentors been like an important part of you um, on this journey? Or have you sort of just been figuring it out on your own, um, bouncing from person to person and not really having like some solid mentors? I don't know if I'd say I have like a, a, a mentor in terms of like a, um, 
a relationship where we talk back and forth, but there's definitely a lot of friends and people that I look up to, um, like Tanya, uh, Hester from our next life. Mm. Um, she recently retired at 35 and, um, yeah, and now she's doing some great stuff. She has a book coming out, um, in February. Now they moved the date up, uh, that I pre-ordered called, uh, work optional. And, um, all these great, amazing people that I've been able to meet and become friends with, uh, uh, just kind of from, from looking out there and on the Twitterverse and all, all that jazz. So, um, everyone's super welcoming and supportive of, you know, any odd questions you might have. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really cool as well. How a lot of people, when they think of retirement, they think of like sitting on their couch and watching, I don't know, um, the game shows um, for the entire day and just like not doing anything, maybe sitting um, outside in Florida. Um, But I think it's really cool that when you think of like an early retirement, you think of, okay, now I don't have to sit in this desk for 40 hours. What do I want to do with my time? That that is still like doing something really cool, like giving back or or creating stuff, but it just doesn't have to be, you don't have to focus on making money. You can focus on making, making an impact. So I think that's a really cool way to look at things. And I think a lot of people, especially young people, when they think of like retiring, they're just sort of like, all right, at this point, I get to just like sit on the <laughs> beach and just live life and like not have to worry about anything. But like, I think that would get old, like at least for me personally, yeah. I think that would get really old oh, quick because like you got to, you got to find stuff to yeah. do. So what got you, what got you started with this blog? Um, since you are already working a full-time job, um, what, what inspired you to get started writing? Well, I'm a very lazy blogger so it's not that much work uh, <laughs> like I've been on sabbatical and I've, I've like averaged a post every two weeks or something like that um <laughs> I'm lucky I get like a post a month uh, normally but um I think it's mostly what so I think it was too harsh I think one I'm like oh I could make money on this because I didn't realize how much work and effort went into yeah. a blog but also I just wanted to kind of um have a place where I could tell my story and create some, um, some cool tools. And then mm. I think there's a third big reason was I just kind of wanted to be part of the cool crowd. Yeah. <laughs> be part of these, these, uh, these people doing cool things. I'm like, I want to do cool things and be friends with them. Cool. Uh, so it, it worked out. And I think, um, I've definitely, uh, you know, has made cool friends and, um, I have, had it be a place where I can kind of keep track of things. So it's been Mm. really useful for me kind of documenting for myself. Um, I definitely have not made a lot of money on it. I've made like $10, but uh. that's that's money. That's something like getting that first little paycheck from either Amazon or whoever you make that first, like affiliate commission or whatever from like, that's, I don't know. That was impactful for me, at least for my YouTube channel. When I got that first affiliate check, I was like, wow, like this is actually real money. It's like $10 is a lot better than $0. Like in the grand scheme of things, like once you get that first dollar, I don't know. That's just me. That's just how I like to think about it. True. And yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot. of. (laughs) It's so much work. Um, I I don't know how, uh, well, like people like you that have like the YouTube and podcasts and other, like all the things that you, you, all the the streams. (laughs) I mean, I'm a college student, so I'm not working a 40 hour job. I've got plenty of time to do whatever I want with and I'm taking full advantage of it. Like I am, I'm enjoying (laughs) this while I can. Oh man. I think when I was in college, I was, um, I was like taking as many credits as like my counselor (laughs) would let me. 
Uh, <laughs> well, engineering, and I was in engineering school. Yeah, engineering, yeah. that's understandable, but that's that's a lot. Like I got a roommate who's an engineer and he is he is hitting the books hard all the time. And I'm like, I could not do that. Like I need I need something way less structured, way more like do do yeah. whatever you want to do. Um, that's just where I thrive in. So that's that that's yeah, just well, where that's, I'm at. <laughs> that's a fantastic point though, like like realizing um what you have to do in terms of like kind of work structure mm-hmm. for your personality. Um, because for me, um, having completely unstructured time is, and just by myself is like probably a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is probably one of the, it's one of the reasons I'm kind of struggling with, um, should I retire and what should I be doing and how should I put it aside? So in, yeah. it's, not going to be completely random. I don't think I, I, Mm. I'm going to want to make partnerships with possibly universities or local businesses Mm. and, um, or other people that want to help so that there's some accountability. Yeah. Having those (laughs) defined projects is a lot more, uh, it works a lot better for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, some people are me. (laughs) That's, That's very true. That's very true. Um, so you mentioned documentation as one of the main reasons why you started your blog. And I've been thinking a lot about really documenting my life and how valuable that can be. And even, even just like a little bit of, of content can really go a long way, especially like thinking about like the next couple of generations and how sort of the people, the people who are alive right now and creating content right now, like our grandkids are going to know so much more about us than we know about our grandparents just because like we are, we're, we're putting stuff out there. We're like documenting our lives. And like, I don't know, I just think it's a very interesting concept that like, we have the potential to really like make a name for our family so much more than the people who came before us just because like we are the ones who have the potential to put stuff out there that's going to be out there for for decades and even like longer than that so i've just been really i think been thinking about yeah. documentation a lot lately and how i i just want to put out as much content as possible and i think it's just so valuable even if you're only putting out like a, a couple blog posts a month like that's that's going to be really valuable especially to like the next generation of, of people in your family like there's, there's so much history that you can really display through that. And even for yourself, like I got a buddy of mine who vlogs, yeah. but only he, he vlogs, but he doesn't share the vlog with anybody. Like he just records himself mm-hmm. sort of like record what kind of like thoughts he's having or what kind of mindset he's in or what kind of like philosophies that he's currently like tossing around in his head. Um, and he reviews them like months or years later. So I think just documenting, yeah. even if it's just for yourself is such a, such a valuable thing. And I think that's a great way to like think about putting content out there. Um, it's just having yeah. that record. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Also, slightly terrifying, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Like you're so vulnerable when you just put yourself out there and like put something out in the world and be like, everybody can see this now. So it's it's yeah, it's a scary feeling. Yeah. Um. So as far as so so you're putting aside you said probably upwards of 80% of your income where is that actually going i'm assuming it's not just sitting in a savings account um because that's probably not the best place for it to go if it's going to grow for the long term and really work for you for the long term so what are you actually doing with this money you're going into real estate um index funds where where are you putting this income yeah pretty much all um index funds when right. uh, so we have we put as much aside in pre-tax funds sure. that we can like 401ks mm-hmm. um hsas mm-hmm. um and then the rest of it is in um uh our taxable accounts and pretty much just all index funds with like a 95 stock bond uh five percent bond split okay um 
so we're we're going at it fairly aggressively, partially because I don't think we're going to completely cut off um, our income sources. We yeah. might go to part time first, have something steady that can uh, pay off our living expenses. Mm-hmm. We might go into real estate, but um, around the Boston area, man, the markets are just crazy. I feel like um, mm. in terms of houses, like you can, like five hundred thousand is like a basic house that probably needs work Jeez. around where we are. And that's in the suburbs. That's yeah. bananas. Absolutely wow. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So index funds, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I'm assuming you said 401k is probably like a Roth IRA too. Um, or I guess you guys are making probably a fair bit of income right now. So maybe a Roth IRA wouldn't make sense. Well, um, we make too much to do the traditional. Um, okay. And we make too much for the Roth to be... Um, yeah, to make sense. To be right away, but um, we can still do the, have you heard of the backdoor Roth IRA? I have not. Can you explain that for our listeners and myself? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so this is like, um, you know, rich people problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and loopholes um, that our IRS like approved and mm-hmm. blessed. Um, so basically anyone can open a traditional uh, IRA. Okay. Uh, even if you can't put the pre-tax money into the um, traditional IRA. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we put post-tax money into the traditional. And then since anyone can also roll over a traditional into a Roth IRA, Mm -hmm. then we pretty much immediately roll over that post-tax traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. And since the money was post-tax, it doesn't, it's not a taxable event. The only taxable event is um, if there was any gain Mm -hmm. on the contribution. So if you put it into index funds and you know the $50 you put in turns into $51 so $1 would be taxed okay okay cool cool yeah so I I always think it's interesting especially I feel like that's a very common theme among especially people in this community um financial people looking for financial freedom I think index funds are are a very typical way to go um so why did you make that decision personally um I am terrified of playing the market or having any anything um, like making bets uh, mm-hmm. and any sort of gambling type of thing. So it was a way where it, the money would still go up and down, but it would go up and down with, you know, the, the total market. We're pretty much all in, I think, total market um, uh, or oh, I think we have some S&P 500, but okay. funds that have a large number of companies so yeah. that the risk is definitely spread out. So it was basically because I knew that I couldn't handle it if I was trying to do any sort of day trading or any, yeah. any making any bets. I actually did once with like a, a small bit of money. We um, bought some shares and I think it was Tableau when their, their stock price went down quite a bit, a, a little, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just on it like every day, like checking the price. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a way to live. Yeah. And it was, it was a very small percentage of like our, our overall net worth. And it was still enough to, you know, Keep you up at night. checking it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I sold it once it was, um, it made up about the same as if we had had it in, in like S&P 500 or, or mm-hmm. total stock market. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, and yeah. Was done people, with that. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to get like caught up, especially in like a, like little swing trades here and there and like day trading that at least for me yeah. personally, long, long term is definitely the way that I plan to go. And then I'm going right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are some people who, who make a lot of money day trading and all the more power to them, but that's just not personally for me. Um, and I would rather just yeah. put it there, leave it there for the long term, Um, and then 
spend my time thinking about other stuff. So I think that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's super awesome. I wish I had, I had um, invested. I had like a few thousand when I was in college or so, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely could have invested. And I, I, I think it was um, shortly after this, um, this was like 2010 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stocks were rebounding yeah. and um, I was, I was like, but it's on the rise. What if it like drops again? And all these sorts of things yeah. like, no, just, just invest it. <laughs> and if, only invest what you 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 can afford to lose. Don't invest yeah. what you need for rent in the next month. Yeah. But um, yeah. If if it's money that it's just otherwise going to be in a savings account, just invest it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm assuming you guys yeah. do have some kind of emergency fund as well, um, along with your investments. Yeah, we keep a um a cash cushion mm-hmm. of um. Well, right now I think at uh around ten thousand. I like to keep it above. above uh, five thousand. We don't have our own home, uh, mm-hmm. so we currently rent. Yeah. So there's not a ton of things, and when we have the income coming in, it doesn't make sense to hold on to too much more. But we'd be having, we'd have a much larger cash cushion emergency fund um, in the event of uh, us both quitting our jobs. Mm-hmm. But for right yeah. now, um, it on the on the smaller side in terms of like the personal finance or like the fire blogosphere, if that makes sense. <laughs> Cool. There's some people that have like over a year of living expenses. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that definitely <laughs> works for some people, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of opportunity cost, at least in my eyes, like sitting on that much cash yeah. is not, not working for you. So I was wondering, you said that you are currently renting in Boston. Do you have any plans to actually buy a home or is that something, do you want to sort of keep the mobility of being able to rent? Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on, on really like buying a home? We are going to be moving to Seattle in uh, oh. a couple months. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so no plans to buy in the Boston area. Um, but uh, eventually I think we would want to settle down. We, um, we weren't like, really sure how long we wanted to stay in this area, which was one of the reasons we decided against buying. Also um, decided against buying because if we were to stay in this area for um, five or more years, which we did eventually end up doing. We stayed in, um, I've been in this area for about seven years now. Sure. So it, it might've made sense to get a condo or something like that, but mm-hmm. there's um, a lot of other um, frustrations mm-hmm. um, that you might have with a condo lifestyle. Yep. You have more people to deal with and you can't exactly um, get rid of your neighbors as easily as if you're renting and yep. you need to, uh, to move shop and, yeah. So, so it was more for us of flexibility, but also the calculations didn't seem to really favor buying where we are and with the sort of place we'd want, um, that would be comparable to where we're renting now. Okay. Um, but I think the calculations are maybe slightly more favorable in Seattle or at least where around where we're looking at. So okay. possibly <laughs> keeping your options open. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't have to buy a home to be an adult or <laughs> even retire. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, that's great to know. And I'm great. I'm, I'm grateful that you're sharing this uh, knowledge with our listeners today. So now we're going to hop into the questions that I like to ask all of my guests. The first of which is how do you, how do you stay motivated? Cause you're doing a lot, you're doing a bit of blogging here and there. Um, you're working really hard towards financial freedom. How do you, how do you get motivated every day to get up and get after it? The big thing for me is trying to be mindful of everything that um, I'm spending money on. So for me, I think the, the big motivation is like trying to not be stupid with money mm. because we do have the 
we're, we're not so much into the like the side hustle hustle um crab because we do have good incomes from our, our normal jobs so yeah. the motivation is more on the saving side and um i just try to be really mindful about everything i'm spending money on and if it's contributing to my life in a meaningful way which sounds like super woo woo but um <laughs> basically like am, am i going out and am i um am i uh you know, going on an epic hiking trip with friends that I'll remember for years. Mm. If so, like that would be a good use of money. Am yeah. I um, going to Chipotle because I'm hungry and tired and don't want to eat the leftovers in my fridge? If so, that's probably a bad <laughs> use of money. <laughs> so just, just um, keeping things in mind like that and, um, and being smart with it. I like that. I like that. Just just making sure you're conscious of where your money's going and whether or not that lines up with like where your values are at. Um, I think that's really important yeah. to do. Um, I'd highly recommend the, the book, uh, happy money. Happy uh, money. If you've ever, yeah, okay. it's a really good I book. It's, um, uh, happiness research and, um, uh, related to money. So the, there's a, it's a really easy read and it's like five basic principles of, um, not how to spend less, but like how to spend the same amount better for okay. your ha- overall happiness. Yeah. Interesting. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. Um, so our listeners can check that out. Um, so that sort of ties into my next question, which is like, do you have any books that have served you particularly well or that have been pretty impactful on your life that can oh, be great. or, or just like lifestyle in general? Yeah. Um, so yeah, happy money is definitely a good one. Um, I also really like the book, um, how to be everything by Emily, I think Wapnick. How, how do you say her name? Okay. Yeah. So, um, for people that I feel like a lot of people that are doing the same sort of thing that I'm doing and, uh, you know, wanting to save up for early retirement to do random things could mm-hmm. really relate to it. It's the idea. Like, so if you're a, she called it multi-potentialite, mm-hmm. you could also say like Renaissance person or, or a ton of different terms. But if you have a lot of interest and you're not sure how to put that into your life and, you know, um, have a roof over your head at the same time, she mm-hmm. has a lot of really concrete tips and general um, ways that you can structure work that can fit your interests. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I really like that. I'll, I'll definitely be sure to check that out and that'll be in the show notes as well. Um, third one is, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? Again, these can be either financial that have allowed you to save as much of your income as you do, or just lifestyle habits that have really, um, benefited your quality of life in some way. I feel like I'm probably habit deficit. I, mm, that's <laughs> I real. On, not every, not every I, there, there are, habits. Yeah. Like there's sometimes that I'll, uh, I'll, uh, cycle through habits. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so for, for a while I might you know, meditate somewhat regularly mm-hmm. or for a while I might uh, do X, Y, and Z. Right now I'm doing a lot of walking um, okay. while listening to, to audiobooks and podcasts, Ooh. Yep. which um, really I think is just a great way to, you get out there. It's technically exercise. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than um, just sitting there. And exactly. Exactly. And, and yet for my crazy brain, I can convince it that it's not just wasting time because I'm listening to a book Yeah. and usually at like double speed. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, that's so relatable. Like, honestly, I never want to be like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like there's such a big opportunity cost of time that I always want to be doing something. So I'll usually, yeah. if I'm not doing something super active, I'll always have like a podcast on on double speed, um, just listening to that all the time. So I can really, really relate yeah. to that. Um, definitely, definitely a habit that I have as well. 
Um, (laughs) And then my last question to you is just like, where can people find out more about you? Where can people learn more about your blog, learn more about what you're up to and where, where should I direct our listeners if they want to follow up with you? Yeah. So fetchingfinancialfreedom.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, but easy to to type in at least. Uh, is the, the blog that I have. And we have a couple of um, interactive tools. Like we have a, a rent versus buy kind of like for a multifamily. Um, so if you're considering um, purchasing a multifamily and you're currently renting, um, it's a really useful calculator. Um, maybe down the line for, for your listeners. Uh, and there's also like a financial independence calculator we have that's just a cool little, um, a easy little uh, graph. You can kind of see how much you'd have to save each month for a certain number of years and kind of interact with that and see how lowering your expenses could impact when you could uh, potentially retire. Um, awesome. Also on Twitter a lot at, at uh, Felicity FFS okay. and uh, Instagram is fetching underscore freedom. All right. I will be sure to link those up in the show notes as well. Um, Thank you very much again, Felicity, for being on the show today. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Felicity, thank you again so much for spending your time on Young Smart Money today with our audience. I know I got a ton of value from this episode and I'm sure our listeners did as well. If you guys aren't familiar with basically what financial freedom even is, I'll again link up some uh, cool, cool resources in the show notes for this episode, along with Felicity's information and the books that we talked about so that you can uh, follow up and really build that information and that base of knowledge on financial freedom. Because this is a really cool topic that I'm pretty passionate about as well. I don't know if I've planned to retire as early as 30, um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to play it out. Um, Since I'm only 19 right now, um, I've got plenty of time to think about that. Also, fun fact, today is December 11th, and that is actually my birthday. So we are putting this episode up on my birthday. If you guys enjoyed it, definitely, definitely let me know with a review. A five-star review on iTunes would be fantastic. I love hearing your guys' feedback, and I try to incorporate it into all of the episodes going forward. So definitely, definitely drop us a review, and I would love to read that. We'll also be spotlighting some reviews in the next episode, so stay tuned for that. Anyways, guys, I'll let you go. My name is Apple Kreider. This is Young Smart Money, and have a wonderful Tuesday.